There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So it's Friday again. Here we are. Happy Friday. Um, does that even mean anything anymore? Happy Friday. I mean, no. it does for you. You get to escape. I mean, I'd be like jumping around if it was Friday and I knew I was going to work tomorrow. I know. I'm I literally, and, and I've got nine days in a row. So tomorrow I start like a nine day stint at heart. So I get to go into London in my car, just drive in and just get away every day I have to leave at 11 o'clock and I won't be back till 5 30 oh my god seriously don't I'm do sorry. you not need like an assistant or I don't know someone to make your tea or yes I um, do something very important like that yes, an important role that you could give me okay fine I do. I'm you on know, it do you know what I'm also just really excited about is seeing like there won't be that many people in the office at all because everybody's just well, working from home and then the big the big dudes are kind of rotating one day on one day off but actually seeing somebody else just being like from a distance from an elbow pump or in another studio like hi it's gonna be so lovely looking forward to it oh, don't yeah I'm excited oh, how are you goodness. are you all right I'm okay yeah we've had a bit of a rubbish week um I said on Tuesday's podcast Gigi had a bit of a temperature and then her temperature went and then she had a rash all over her body which is always a bit scary but you know like in your in your heart of hearts you know there's nothing wrong and I was like that but when you see a rash all over their body you think right okay I'm gonna I'm gonna call the doctors and most I I guess most doctors are doing this at the moment they did like a video consultation so um I was called back in literally 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and we went through it all and and you know the doctor agreed that we thought it'd be okay but just to keep an eye on her if her temperature goes up again which thankfully it hasn't so yeah so she's all all good but it's just one of those weeks where we've had loads of work on we've got um loads of stuff going on in the house as well so I'm having to try and keep the kids away from like drills and you know all the dangerous stuff (laughs) and then she was ill I was like oh my god why yeah and then then with the illness comes you know obviously she just wants to be on you but uh, that that puts a lot more pressure on you as as a parent and she's whinging and crying every time you step away from her and I, I I understand that like when you've got an ill baby at home it's really it's like double the work really it is and I just feel sorry for Axel when it's you know when 
he doesn't get any of my attention at all. But he's been really good this week. So thank you, Axel. Do you know what? Thank We've been you. going through it with um, with Isla and Luna this week, actually. They just Have you? don't seem to particularly enjoy each other's company anymore. I mean, I, I, I think they're just sick of one another. Um, and it's a real shame because when they play really nicely, there's this lovely, harmonious, you know, sibling relationship going on. And then it has to be led by Isla. She's, not, you know, she's seven now. And, uh, and Luna's yeah. three. So she, there's a big gap between the two of them. So when Isla wants to play, Luna really engages with her and it's really great if, if Isla's a bit grumpy and a bit moody Luna just acts up and like they're fighting they're wrestling hitting punching like um, yesterday one of them smacked the other one across the face like it was really bad I was like I don't know where this has come from I've had a really really challenging week as well actually in a different way God, yeah. Um, do you think it's to do with the fact that Luna's usually the oldest and yeah. then she goes from being the oldest to not the oldest anymore when Isla's there? And it, I mean, that must be tricky to get your head around anyway. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, that's it. I think it's also to do with sharing. I don't think that either of them are that good at sharing. I mean, what child is good at sharing? But we have yeah, a house exactly. where, you know, it's not one, that's your toy, you keep that. Maybe I need to kind of look at that and go, right, this is completely your toy and only you can play with that one. But one one grabs a toy and the other one goes, I want that one. And it's like, there's mm. a trillion other toys in the playroom. Just go and <laughs> sort it out. So yesterday I was very yeah. heavy handed, like not heavy handed, that sounds like I was physical, but I was very kind of <laughs> like, heavy, like, like, like hard on them. I was a bit like, come on. And I'm not. I'm not putting up with this, and I'm not very good at doing that. No, I, as you know, I'm pretty rubbish with that. I'm pretty rubbish with any kind of discipline. To be <laughs> oh quite God. Um, so yeah, Georgia and I. Before we get into the chat, we just wanted to maybe say hello and a welcome to any new listeners that we've got. Uh, I'm Zoe, and I'm Georgia. And um, we've been doing this podcast now for almost two years. Is that right, Zoe? Yes. And I think we're now like 73 episodes in. So there's tons of episodes to go back and listen to, and. And they're not all about things that are going on currently They're you know you can listen to them anytime and they'll they'll still make sense yes exactly and uh, it's really great to have you on board if you've literally just subscribed to us um if you have been listening for a while you know the crack you know there's a lot of swearing uh, a, little, a little bit of crying and some poo chat so um this friday's is a really lovely episode we spoke to somebody um who is a healer and an intuition coach. We haven't had anybody on uh, the podcast like this before. So was a really fantastic chat when we recorded it a couple of days ago. Georgia and I were both kind of in a bit of meltdown. So it's, it's a slight therapy session as well. But seriously, if you are feeling, you know, any sort of anxiety around parenting or any feelings of like, I can't, get any space for myself any time for myself I'm finding lockdown really hard this episode is going to be fantastic for you who do we talk to today G so today we've got Caroline Britton and you can find her on Instagram Caroline Britton coaching it's a great chat and I think you're going to love it Okay, so another day in lockdown and another podcast. Um, this one is really, really special because we've never had um, one of these. Make her sound up like, <laughs> like a packet of crisps. We've never tried this flavour before, but we've never had an intuitive coach or a healer on the podcast. So today we are absolutely over the moon that this lady has joined us. She's mum to two, uh, Claudia, who's eight, and Harry, who's six. She's got a brilliant um, online profile on Instagram. Her name is Caroline Britton. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for having me and for such a wonderful full introduction as well do you know what I'm so intrigued I'm so intrigued um like about this chat because I, I've been scrolling through your Instagram and just pulling out some of the things that you've been saying and I think it's an 
I mean, I've never had a coaching session with somebody like you before, and I probably haven't ever thought of doing it. But now reading through, um, looking at your Instagram and looking at how you help people, particularly at the moment, um, I'm just really interested to know how it's all going and, you know, what you can do for people, especially parents (laughs) at at, at the moment. So, I mean, that's a great question. I think that... um... Something that I've realized over my journey, I mean, I come from the the corporate world. I work for a management consultancy for 14 years. And I guess from the experience I had of going back into the working world with two small children and quite honestly um, suffering a bit from confidence, from imposter syndrome and being really hard on myself. I think that's a lot of things that we see as mums with these patterns of behavior where we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. We're often judging ourselves and not being enough. And for me, as and we can talk a, a bit more about this later, but as things sort of unraveled with me, I realized the importance of doing the internal work. And I realized that if I wanted to change my external reality, I had to go within and I had to look at some of the stories and beliefs that I was telling myself about what was and was not possible, um, who I truly was and what I was deserving of. And having done that work on myself and seen how transformational it's been to my life in all areas, you know, in the work that I do now, in the abundance that's in my life, in the way that I feel, um, I'm really passionate about people having that experience of going within and looking at the way they view themselves in the world, because that is the fundamental thing that we have to shift in order to see changes in the external world. It all starts within. So that's what I do in coaching sessions. I, I, um, I work with people and I see beyond the, because of the massively intuitive element I have, I see beyond the words that people are presenting me with and I can feel into their energy. I can almost connect with them at a soul level and work out what they truly desire, what they're truly trying to tell me and what's getting in the way. So Caroline, what sort of things will people come to you with initially that you can kind of read between the lines? Because I imagine, well, I know as parents, you know, we're asked a question like, how are you? Like no one ever asks us what we need, but I mean, that would be an amazing question. Like, how are you? And you just go, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then actually you get to the end of the day and you really don't feel fine. So what are people presenting to you in the first kind of consultation? So it can be a range of things. Um, It's interesting what people often come with is not always the thing that we need to uncover first, but it can be feeling stuck. It can be feeling angry. It can be feeling disconnected from who they really are, like they've lost all sense of identity. And I often see that with parents. Um, It can be feeling frenetic and worn out or that they are just not that happy in a certain area in their life, be it their job, their relationship. And the first thing that we need to do is we ne- we need to get people to honor the emotions. We're so conditioned in this day and age with that kind of patriarchal view. And when I say patriarchal, I don't mean kind of male or female. I mean that masculine energy, which is You've got to be on form all the time. You've got to push. You've got to hustle. You've got to come to the cerebral. It's got to be logical. It's got to be rational. And actually, we're in a time now where we really need to honor more of the feminine energies, whether we're male or female, which is how do I feel 
What yeah. brings me pleasure? Like, how can I connect within? How can I connect to my intuition? So that's that's what's coming up a lot with clients, particularly at the moment, and male and female. And when you talk about going within and seeing what you know, going going into yourself and, and realizing who you really are, what do you mean? I mean, how would I go within? So, first of all, I would ask you how you feel. And what's really interesting to me is a lot of people find that very difficult to answer because they're disconnected from it. I mean, we ask ourselves on a daily basis, what do we think? But we don't often sit with how we feel. So for me, it would be truly understanding the emotions that were coming up for you and what sits behind it. Then we would take it further and we would look at like what's triggering you because Triggers are always wonderful examples of core beliefs that we have about ourselves. And and the thing is, we're fascinating as human beings because we've got the, the conscious part of our brain, which is re- responsible for about 4% of what we attract and how we behave. And then we've got this like motherboard, which is responsible for 96% of what we attract and how we behave, the subconscious. And in that subconscious is where you're storing all the belief systems. So the way that I would work with you is that we would I would be asking you questions to get you out of your conscious mind into your subconscious and I'd be watching for certain triggers certain words you use how your body language changes how your energy changes and then as we do that it's like peeling back an onion and you say the more that you say and the more that you do and the more I'm reading your language I can see what's sitting behind it at a core level for you and things that are getting in your way, maybe a belief that you're not enough, a belief that it's greedy to want more. Um, there can be various things. Yeah, I actually think it's really interesting what happens to you when you become a mother, because I think there'll be lots of people listening to this right now that um, on the surface, you know, have a really wonderful life, you know, love being mum, love their kids, you know, have an amazing partner, really, really happy. But then you start peeling away, like you, you, you know, you mentioned about the onion, and then there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of frustration because the person that we were before, we're not the person now, but we still have to deal with, you know, we've, we've maybe got a, a demanding career that we've got, to, we've got to run, we've got to work on our relationship. The kids want stuff from us all the time. Then we've got, you know, parents to look after, you know, f- best friends to support emotionally, and then you feel like, well, what about fucking me? Like nobody was there really supporting me. I mean, I had a massive breakdown yesterday morning where I just screamed because I burnt the sausages. It wasn't about the fucking sausages. It was just a constant barrage of emotional, like, not a a penetration from the kids. Mummy, 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 mummy. And I just went, shut up. I was like, stop calling me mummy. I can't even cook the sausages properly. And it was, I think it was just a built, I felt so anxious and so stressed because I felt I couldn't get away from it. It's like the yeah. job never ends. Yeah, we always say, don't we, like, since we've become parents, we feel like we're not nailing any one part of our life no. because we almost spread ourselves so thin. And it's really difficult to even think about yourself when you're spreading yourself so thin as it is. Do you know what? I think you've just hit on something there. Do you know what? And I think this will be useful for both of you. You know, when we kind of, you know, lose our shit, which we, you know, we do because we're <laughs> human beings. Yeah. And when we kind of have these big things, so I will, one of my favorite things that I will often say to my husband and my children is nobody listens to me. Everybody takes me for granted. So like, that's my kind of go-to line. But what's interesting is when I hold up a mirror to that, 
I say, well, am I listening to myself? And am I taking myself for granted? And I'm like, oh, okay, there's like a click. It's really interesting. So like, Zoe, for you, what sat behind that? Can I just have some space or stop asking so much of me? It's like Mm -hmm. holding up a mirror to that and saying, well, do I ask a lot of myself? Am I always on my own case? People are just a mirror for us and how we react is just a mirror. And when we can hold that mirror up and say, right, am I giving myself those things that I feel I most need from other people? The answer is usually no. And that's where we start. We say, well, what do I need from other people? And how can I start giving that to myself? Does that make sense? Totally. And you know what the question would have been yesterday morning was, um, all of you need too much from me. I can't give you any more. So if I held the mirror up, it would be, am I giving myself enough? Would that be am I giving myself enough space? And the, and and I, and I'm not because I don't even go out. I, w- I wouldn't go out for a run on my own. Like I see Georgia doing it I, yeah. I, and just get away from them because I, I wouldn't, I don't know why I feel like I can't let go of that side of it and just leave them with Dozer. Like actually I hadn't been out for a walk for a whole week last week. And it was like, it got inside my head. I felt really, oh, I don't know what the word is, but not happy. <laughs> But it's interesting, isn't it? It's like that expectation that you feel from everybody else, whether it's your husband or your children, your other half, is the expectation that you're putting on yourself. And I think that it's like, well, why am I not giving myself permission to honor my needs and my emotions? And where I learned that it's not an appropriate thing to do, which is to put myself first. And, And I often say that actually, it's, it's a responsibility that we all have to put ourselves first, not like, and I know there might be people sitting there thinking, well, that's all very nice, but how am I supposed to find the time? We need to find the time, even if it's five or 10 minutes, because when each of us take personal responsibility for the way that we feel and our energy and our vibration, it has a ripple effect on everybody around us. So when we are um, energized or feel like we've some headspace and we're calmer that's having an energetic impact on everybody around you not just in your family but you know when you get in a car and you let somebody go past you because you're in a relaxed mood or yeah or the other side where we've all been in a you know we've all been in a supermarket and somebody's in a bad mood and they elbow you out the way and then it affects your, then it affects your energy for the day somewhere along the lines particularly as women, we have been taught that it's self-indulgent and selfish to put ourselves first and that when we are mothers and wives, business owners, career women, whatever we are, that it's always about giving everybody that piece of us first. And it's not us giving ourselves what we need. And then people then we get to choose. And that's another thing, Zoe, as soon as you said that to me, it's like people can only take what we're willing to give. And I see that a lot. Like everybody takes from me, everybody takes from me. And it's like, but they can only take what we're willing to give energetically, emotionally, practically. So what are our boundaries around that? And we deserve, we deserve to have them because yes, we're, we're mothers and wives, but we're also like, Caroline or Georgie or Zoe, we're people. These are just parts of our identity. Do you know what's really interesting, what you were saying about going running? Because I have been awful to my husband for probably, I reckon, the last four days. (laughs) Anything he said, I've eye-rolled or just sort of batted off or whatever. And it's always been this thing of you get to do what you want to do and what you need to do. You know, I let you work for a few hours a day and I don't give it a second thought. 
thought, you know, that's what that's your time. But you don't do the same for me. And he's like, no, 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 you don't let me do the same for you. Because I said, you know, you say, oh, I want to go for a run. And then you don't because you suddenly start making things for the kids. And you suddenly start doing this instead. He's like, I've not told you, you can't do that. You just feel like you can't. And it's so interesting, because yesterday, I went out for a run, because James was literally like, Georgia, go, go Mm, now. And then as soon as I come back, I feel so much better. And yesterday was much, much, much better day. But usually what I'm trying to do is do a workout in the garden while Axel's doing something next to me. But my husband wouldn't do that. He would just take himself off, go and train and then come back and then he's happy. It's just, it's that thing of allowing yourself, like I sort of blame him that he doesn't let me do it. But actually, he he does. (laughs) It's just, I don't, I don't probably ask or say, you know, I wouldn't say, right, okay, cool. Off off you go, you know, off I go. I'm going for a run now. Um, You take care of the kids. You do their breakfast. You do this. Whereas he would do that without saying it. Why do we do I that? Don't know. Same. I don't know. I really don't know. It's conditioning. If you think about the way that we are um, conditioned, particularly as women, as we grow up, is that we're conditioned to um, put others first, to be, we're very much positioned that way, aren't we? You're either kind of the person who's like the selfish witch and all the words that we're kind of associated with us when we take time for ourselves, or you're the person who gifts to everybody it's like there's it's so binary and actually it's not we're human beings with needs and I think that we are kind of programmed in this day and age to say well that's what you do like you make sacrifices and everybody comes first and everyone gets a bit of you and that's the way that it's worked and that's what you signed up for and actually what I want everybody to realize is that everybody ultimately benefits when we give ourselves permission to do and have that time that we desire to have. And look, we desire it for a reason. It's our soul's calling to us that, yeah, this makes me feel expansive. This makes me feel aligned. This makes me feel connected to who I am. Yeah, I, I mean, Caroline, everything that you're saying is is absolutely is absolutely how I wish that I could be as well. And I think like you, Georgia, I'm very much programmed to, and it's not martyrdom. It's not like I want to go through it. It's like I can't let go. And I was brought, yeah. up, in a, I was brought up in a house where my mum probably went the other way where actually my sister and I, yes, she loved us to death, but there was always a feeling that my mum wanted to do something else. So I'm very much... I'm so aware that I never want to dismiss the kids or, you know, they'll be climbing all over me. They'll be hurting me, like headbutting me, pushing me, like grabbing my boob, pulling my knit, like whatever it is. And I'm like, Dawson's like, you have to get your personal space back. You have to tell them, you have to set the boundaries. I find it very difficult to set those boundaries with them. And that is definitely something inside of me that's not letting me or allowing myself to do that. And, and Zoe, if I think, and obviously, you know, this isn't a one-to-one session, but if we were having one, I would say to you, what's the fear that sits beneath that like where have you associated um abandonment with you not having your own time or and that might be a strong word but where have you associated Mm -hmm. that as you've have you grown up because we take on things don't we we form beliefs around them and then we act from that belief system but actually what if you challenge that belief what if you sat there and said actually I'm very secure in how much I love my children. They're very secure in how much they're loved. And I'm going to trust 
that I know myself and I know my children enough that when I do honor space for myself, it doesn't equate to my experience as the child. And that's that's what I mean about the deep stuff. It's like peeling out the layers and saying, okay, what's the belief behind this? And what's the belief that's dictating how I act? And we get to the belief, we create a new one in its place, one that is much more expansive for you. Because consciously, I could sit here with you and say, well, of course, you know that if you go for a run, your children are loved and you love them. Mm. But sometimes our subconscious has created a belief that, no, you demonstrate your love and you make your children feel secure by always having them in your physical presence and that's the belief that we need to work through does that make sense yeah that makes total sense and I I'm, I don't know if Georgia you feel this as well and I'm sure there's lots of people listening that will feel the same thing but but when you behave like that the whole time and they have everything and they take 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 because they'll only take what you give them right we said that so then you get to the end of the day and you're like oh my god get to bed get away because I can't mm. take any more because you've taken everything but actually I've given them t- I've given them too much. It's too much. And I feel like it's too much. And I think, I think, you know, and definitely, and I think maybe uh, the question is, why do we carry the stuff from childhood? Why can't we see that that's not who we are? Because patterns don't necessarily have to repeat themselves. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but it's that, it's that we're storing so much in our subconscious and on a cellular level. And actually it's sitting, um, I do a lot of inner child work with people, you know, and these are people who are incredibly um, bright and outwardly got their life together and confident, but we hold on to so much from our inner child. So it's it's going back. Sometimes it can be quite a painful process, but it's one of the most transformative is we go back and we look at those memories and we reframe them. And often there is a, it's getting quite deep now, but often there's um, an inner child within us that just needs to be reassured that she's okay and she's protected now and when we do that work it starts changing the way that we behave as an adult yeah so we'll be back right after this even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what I found recently? I've been listening to podcasts more than ever. Like when I'm running or just when I need to get out of the house and be on my own for a bit of an escape. Um, it's just nice to have some downtime, isn't it? Um, so yeah, we wanted to bring you a new recommendation. Yeah, this is a podcast that both Georgia and I have been absolutely loving. It's called Look on the Bright Side. And it's all about finding people doing incredible things in the current situation and bringing them into the spotlight. It's featured the tailor who made the famous Captain Tom suit. 
You know that guy? Yeah, I love yeah. him. <laughs> and a dance instructor who arranges daily dance lessons on her street as well. And of course, this is one you love, the founder of the Run for Heroes campaign. You big yeah, runner. I mean, that's me, isn't it now? I'm basically <laughs> a runner. And it's super easy to find. You can search Look on the Bright Side on wherever you normally get your podcasts. Now, let's pick up where we left off with our wonderful guest. Could you give like an example of something that might have happened to somebody in childhood and then how that becomes, how that sort of translates into their behaviour as a parent? Because Caroline, I've done a lot of work actually. When my dad died, I went to see somebody for a year and a half and I've done loads of inner child stuff. So I'm like, this is so interesting to me because I've kind of gone there and I still feel it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I've never sort of, I've never done anything like this. So yeah, is there? A, could you give me like an example, I don't know, of, you know, something that would happen to someone in their childhood. It could be such a small thing, but then that trick, what does that trigger when they then become a parent themselves? Okay, so I'll give you an example of a, a client the other day who came to me. Um, work, she works for a law firm and she was feeling really angry. She's got three children. Um, she said, I just feel really angry a lot of the time. Um, I feel really frenetic, really worn out. Um, and when we peel back the layers, I realized there was a lot of judgment there, a lot of judgment that she had towards other parents and the way that they behave, you know, disapproving of them doing certain things. She was very, very, very clear on her moral compass on a lot of things. And I knew that was a reflection of her judging herself. So we kind of took it down another level. And it turns out that, um, you know, her dad had sort of left her mum when she was very small. And then her mum had been in a very abusive relationship and not protected her when she was a child. And what was happening is that her way of feeling safe was to have these very, very clear um guidelines on the way you do and don't behave but it was rubbing everybody up the wrong way it was very extreme it was causing immense pressure on her and she'd equated that with safety for her when we did the work and we did a lot of spiritual and healing work and I very safely took her back to those memories through uh, meditation and visualization energy work I did with her to her as a child and um, we we almost allowed her adult self to pick up that young child version of her in that memory and bring her out of it and to hold her and to reassure and to tell her she was safe and people get extremely um, emotional as you can imagine but when she came out of it the freedom and she's like it's like something has just shifted and it's because your inner child now feels safe and protected she doesn't need to look for the judgment and things that she was looking for before that would be an example for you that that literally happened like a week ago no that's that is actually so interesting like I mean I just I'm always so fascinated like Zoe as you say like patterns of behavior as parents don't always have to carry on um but for me like I'm from um sort of a family where the dad is the breadwinner and the mum has predominantly stayed at home. I mean, my mum and my nan and my auntie have had jobs, but not it's not been sort of the be all and end all or a career per se. But then I've always struggled with what's right. You know, like I, I start, you know, started you know, my adult life having a career and being a real career girl. Then I sort of not sidelined my career, but slightly for my husband because he moved around. So I carried on my career, but it was always at, you know, at, he would dictate where we were. Um, and so then becoming a parent, 
I always thought, oh, well, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably be like my mum and take a, take a step back and be at home with them. But after I had my, my son, Axel, I didn't, I actually didn't want to do that. And I wanted to escape and get back to who I was before. But I still really struggle with, with that balance because I feel like personally, I had a lovely childhood and I really loved having my mum at home and I really loved having her pick me up from school and I love have such lovely memories of us all walking to school and all the mums you know all the mums becoming friends because we all walked to school together and they're all really good friends now so I love that and I want my children to have that but I'm still very much torn between having this career as well for myself. I often see this as well you know that I saw this with a client actually a couple of days ago. Um, we often think that the reason that we feel secure and so loved and have such a happy childhood is because of certain like um, barometers that were met. Like I was picked up at the school gates or this happened or my parents were in a marriage, even if it was a loving one. So that's made me feel secure. And actually, Sometimes it's not always that. Sometimes it's the fact that we just knew that we were loved and we knew that we were nurtured and we knew that we were safe. But somewhere in our programming, we've kind of um, associated, we've latched it onto something. So it's, it's just being mindful of the fact that we do that often is that we'll take something, we'll associate it and say, well, that's why I'm happy and that's why I'm balanced and that's why I have such good memories because this is what happened to me. And actually, it's the energy of, no, I was like, I really knew I was loved is, is the first thing. And the second thing I would say is that it doesn't have to be like binary, does it? We get to, particularly now, I feel like we can kind of make our lives look how we want to. So if it's important to you to do, as it is me, to do some of the pickups, yeah, um, it's working that around what you have now and making sure that that's something of value and a need of yours which is met which is like I pick the children up three days a week and that's really important to me and that's a non-negotiable but often we don't know what our non-negotiables and our boundaries are because we never we're never taught we never spend the time saying what are they like what is important to me what is a non-negotiable what am I flexible on what is a boundary with my time my space my physical space whatever it might be yeah yeah you're absolutely right actually it's it's such a fascinating one because and and, and Georgia just going back to your point it doesn't you don't you don't have to be one or the other like you do yeah. the and the balance really well and I know that you you have this internal monologue that goes on about am I giving the kids enough and am I giving work enough but I actually think that you are like a sort of uh, the person that I would look to with the balance because you are always there for them but you manage to keep your career going as well now that might also ebb and flow as you get older but like Caroline just said I don't think it's one thing I don't think you know the school pickups or whatever it was your parents are so doting on you and they're always there for you they absolutely adored you and you adore your children you're a fantastic mother so don't beat yourself up. <laughs> she is Caroline. She's amazing. That's really good. I love it. I mean, this is like, isn't this amazing? This is like what sisterhood and women should be like. Like, look at the support and the love and the advice that you're giving each other. I'm smiling a lot. I know we can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I have those hang-ups about, about a house, actually, because I was brought up in a house, like, 
down in Kent. It was really lovely. It was called Piper's Farm. And it was, I was there for 19 years of my life and I have all of these incredible memories about it. It made my childhood, you know, that's, that's kind of what I thought in my head. So I've had this obsession about getting this, this family home. We must get a family home. We must buy a house. And we're just in, we were in another rented house. And when we moved in, I was like, oh, it's just a rented house. And you know, what about the kids? And Dozo was like, this is our life. This is, we're yeah. here. this is our love. This is our family. You have to be present. You have to stay here, regardless of whether it's a rented house or a house that you've bought or a house that you're staying at with your friends. The family is what matters, right? Yeah. And I don't think kids really see a house either. No. I think they, they see like the people in it, don't they? Yes, they do. I mean, I, I think I moved about 12 times right. when I was young and I don't, I don't remember it. No. I literally don't remember it. It's just, it's so weird, isn't it, that you have this picture in your head of yeah. what the ideal is. And it can come from nothing. Like for me, it's picking up from school. And for you, it's a family home. But yeah. it's just, it's odd. It's so odd that we put these pressures <laughs> on ourselves. It's yeah. Zoe, I have something almost exactly similar about I had the house that I grew up in for 22 years. You know, when my parents eventually moved out of it, I was sobbing and my brother was like, yeah. Get a grip. you're a grown up, Caroline. <laughs> but, so I know it's funny we do fixate onto things, don't we? But actually, it's it's the energy of people. You know that quote, I can't remember exactly, but it's how people make us feel. That's what we remember. It's the energy of people and houses and environments we're in that leave the imprint on us on an energetic level. So it's honoring that and knowing that, you know, you made a good point, Georgia, about um, this am I doing a really good job? I think that's one of the most common things that we're kind of damned if we do and damned if we don't. If we're, doing, if we're nailing it in our career, which we never really feel like we are, but if we you know, have a day like that, we feel guilty that we're not with our children enough. And then if we're children enough, we feel guilty about work. But what if we just said every day, I know that I show up and do whatever I feel is my best and feels aligned to me and that's always enough and I'm always enough and it doesn't matter what I achieve in my career or what kind of house I live in but I'm always inherently enough and that's like a bit of a game changer when we start viewing ourselves like that we don't our ego often seeks that external validation of us meeting certain requirements that we set up but what if we were always enough the way that we mother the way that we love the way we are as wives the way we are as people the way that we look that would be a complete game changer, wouldn't it? Oh my god, yeah. If we could, if we could do that. I mean, is there any sort of um, practical stuff that we can be doing at home? Um, you know, if we do get a second, sp- you know, of headspace, and maybe in the evening when the kids are in bed, or um, yeah, I don't know if one of the babies is napping or whatever, that we can actually do to kind of reprogram ourselves to think that. Yeah, do you know what I always say it's really important to have a, like a mini routine every day. Two or three minutes is enough. I, so basically, this is what I do. I um, I have like an intention or an affirmation that I say every morning when I wake up in my head. So literally, as my six-year-old is heading towards my face, if he's not already sleepy in my bed, to jump <laughs> on me, I will in my head just say, happy am I, healthy am I, holy am I. It's like sets me up for the day. It's like the three kind of things like I'm spiritually connected, I'm healthy in my body, and I'm connected to joy. That's kind of like an intention that I'm setting. I say it in my head for two seconds, and then that's done. Then what I will do is I always use my shower time because that generally, unless the kids walk in, you know, to do their poo as they usually do. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's the time that I use and I'll really sort of um I'll do my affirmation. So I'll say like, I'm enough, I'm worthy, I love and value myself just as I am, whatever it is that that resonates with me. And then I will spend some time on breath because we're all different, but breath is really important to me. I know that the more I breathe, the more powerful and connected I become with my work. So I'll literally just breathe for a few seconds in the shower. And then if I get a chance, like this morning when the kids were running around the garden, I just whipped out a journal and I wrote a couple of things. That's mine. It takes two to three minutes, but it's like if we could all have something that becomes habitual for a couple of minutes, it's like, it's like setting that intention that I'm worthy of this time and that I am deserving of connecting in and it can make the biggest difference oh god totally I I, do you know what one of my friends who uh, I mean I won't say who it is because some people but she 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 rang me the other day and she said do you know what all I feel like I I do at the moment in lockdown is cook clean look after my kids and then yeah. start cooking again. And she said, I feel... Oh, Was it me? <laughs> my bloody door. Hold on a second. Hold on. It's like, um, it's like running a restaurant, isn't it? It's like continually... Oh, my God, don't. It's cleaning. It's the cooking. It's, it's the getting the ingredients, cooking them, clearing it up after, putting it away, and then you look at the clock, and then you have to start it all over again. Yeah. But you know what? There's always... And this is... And this is the thing, I don't, you know, I don't want to put people off by saying have this practice, but if we've got time to like brush our teeth for a minute, we've got time to do something like this, even if it's walking up the stairs with a pile of like wash it or something, try and create a bit of time. And if you don't have time for any of that, once a day, put your hand on your heart and say, how do I feel today? what do you want to tell me today? Like that's connecting in with the emotions. Anything small like that, it's the incremental impact it has because all of a sudden you're connecting. This is what I'm finding a lot at the moment. We're living in this energy where we're all in our heads. What have I going to do next? Have I done this? Have they been in their homeschooling? Have Have I answered that email from work? And actually... The, we, if we can just carve out a little bit of time to just connect in and say, well, how do I feel today? Knackered or um, frenetic. And then ask yourself this, what is the most loving thing I can do for myself right now? Simple question. Yeah. And then it will be go and sit down and have a cup of tea or take yourself out for a walk. And when we when we position it like that, where it's what's the most loving thing I can do for myself right now, it opens up us treating ourselves differently. Do you know what, yeah. Caroline? If you if you asked me or asked me to draw a diagram of what I am right now, it would be an octopus <laughs> with everybody <laughs> pulling on my tentacles and my face will squished up in the middle going, get off! That is how I feel every single morning at the moment. And I don't know whether lockdown's compounding that feeling or whether I'm just giving way too much to Sorry, when you said that, I had a bit of an image for you. What would be really good is rather than you um, seeing yourself as this octopus, which in reality, yes, you are absolutely. You know, the multiple arms going out to serve everybody's needs. What about seeing yourself almost like in this um, bubble? Like I can see you kind of sitting there with this kind of like aura around you that's kind of going out this bubble, and in that bubble is you your protective space so this is like your energy and the thing is that you 
the more that you fill that bubble, and it can be through breath or through time or through your walk, the more it's got to radiate out to the people around you. And the more that, because this is the, this is the thing, we're actually much more effective um, and much more together when we spend that time. So just try that visual. Say, right, I'm not the octopus anymore. I'm this person who's sitting there in this bubble. I'm filling my bubble up with what I need. And some of the things that fill my bubble up are a 10 minute walk on my own in the morning. Morning, yeah. or going and saying my affirmation, whatever it might be, and then just try it, and then just see. This isn't about being idealistic, but this is about making it a necessity so that you don't feel like you're going to lose your shit on a daily basis. That you're not just trying to get through the day. That you're actually finding, you know, pleasure and the being and the connectedness during it. And the more we do that, it's amazing. It impacts all areas of our life. It's the first thing I get people to do if they want to make more money or they want to have more career opportunities or business opportunities is I get them to do this kind of work because when we show the universe that we're deserving of time and space and support, it will mirror that in our day-to-day lives. All of a sudden, things become more helpful or we, you know, uh, opportunities come to take the load off or whatever it might be. But we have to... We have to act from that place first. Yeah, and I guess once you start practicing this and finding time to do it, it's like with anything, isn't it? Once it becomes a habit, then you find you find the time, and you, it's it's not a question whether you do it or not. It used to drive it used to drive me nuts, you know, when I was in the corporate world, and you'd hear all these people come on and say, you know, forty five minutes of meditation and doing this and doing that, and I think how to can't do that. and it was almost like you were made you were being set up to fail if you didn't do it and I honestly doing yes of course it would be great if we could all do 45 minutes an hour but if you can just do two minutes a day or just say a statement when you wake up in the morning and set an intention for the day or do a bit of breath work in the shower whatever it is for you that will have such a significant impact on your life. It doesn't. And I think that's why people pull away from it. They think it's got to be this big thing. It really doesn't. Yeah, it's just like they think, well, I personally, like you said, would, you know, sat there in, in a meeting and someone come in to tell me that I should be meditating 45 minutes a day. And I'd think, oh, well, that's just another thing to add to the list that I'm not going to tick off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Caroline, you're so amazing. Yeah, thank you. So much for coming on the podcast. Um, And if people want to get hold of you for some sessions, I'm sure loads of people will, where can they find you? So they can either go on Instagram and I'm under Caroline Britton Coaching and I'm always all over it, (laughs) popping up videos, giving advice, sharing stories, sharing truths about my own life. Or they can go to my website, which is www.caroline.com britain.com oh i'm gonna put you on speed down now caroline thank you so much amazing amazing chat really interesting thank you so much oh what an amazing chat yeah it really was i'm not i'm skeptical about um healers and coaches but it's just never something that i've personally done before and then when i speak to someone like that i realize just how beneficial it can be Mm. I just loved everything that she said and I, I, f- I found it fascinating how she, she tapped in quite quickly to how you and I were feeling and yeah. I, I feel like she, she even said that. She said that she's got this real ability to like peel back the layers and, and go there quite quickly with somebody which is a real 
that's actually quite a special talent. Yeah, it is. And do you know what as well? I, I always find when you speak to somebody else about how you're feeling and they sort of give you some perspective and mm. how to switch your mindset, mm. it's actually quite an easy thing to do. So like even just since we chatted to her yeah. a couple of days ago, um, I've been switching my mindset. You know how I said, oh, I just get on and do everything yeah. and I don't actually let anyone else do it. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I, I, you know, I'm the one who does it, everything. Yeah. But I have been switching it and just been like, do you know what? No, I'm not. You can do breakfast today. You can do this today. Yeah. And um, and it's <laughs> there's been no arguments about it. Like it's just been, oh yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's good. I mean, I need, I, you know, I, let's see whether I stick to it or not. No, I think that's a brilliant start. And I've done exactly the same thing. Like last night at bath time, I'd had obviously the day from hell with the kids, and um, Dozer had been on a conference call for like two and a half hours, and he came up, and I, just, he, he was like, you. Right, and I was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go and have some time out in the bedroom. And I just shut the door, lay on the bed, and um, mm. I just let him deal with the carnage. And I could hear yeah. him having like really stern words with them. And I was like, No, no, he, he can he can deal with it now because I've just done three hours straight on my own. So now, like, I'm gonna and it took five minutes. I then came out because I'm a control freak and needed to make sure that Kit was sleeping in the right outfit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it really was good for me. I need to, do, I'm gonna do more of it. Do you know what? I actually think it's probably more important than ever during lockdown that you take it in turns to do stuff yeah. like I know you're probably the same we always do bath time together if yeah. we're at home together always like as a team we're doing you know we're doing everything together but actually sometimes you just need a night off of it like and okay it might be hell for the other person but then at least the next night you know you've got that time off totally and so, with, with lions as well like yesterday yeah. was the first time in a really long time um where I actually went back to bed I wasn't feeling particularly well yesterday anyway and I had an hour so I did breakfast from like 7 30 until nine o'clock and then I got Dozer up because he'd had a sleep and then he was like go on back to bed and I was like I actually did it it has it has oh, had wow. an impact on me that that chat yeah yeah I think it is it's just about yeah switching up your mindset and um doing some stuff for you exactly. which we're not all we're not, we're not very good at so as you said Georgia at the beginning of the podcast I think we're on like episode 73 I think it is um and yeah. if you are listening and want to kind of re-listen back to subjects that are quite similar um we have done a couple more that could kind of work with this one right yeah so a couple of months ago we ch chatted to the amazing Anna Matha on the burnout now, um, which is funny to listen to now because then we were rushing about, you know, getting to the studio, <laughs> rushing to this meeting, but I still feel burnt out even just being at home. Yeah, totally. So um, it's still definitely um, relevant and one to listen to. And Anna Mathers just launched her book as well. She's just released a book. Apparently it's incredible. So I want to read that. Um, we also had Megan Rose Lane on the podcast talking about being kind to yourself. And that's all about that, like, you know, never putting yourself first and also standing in front of the mirror and saying that you're enough not carrying those feelings of shame or you know that the fact that you don't like yourself or anything like that just being like really proud of you that was a really yeah. really brilliant conversation as well so definitely loads more um if you want to go back and have a listen um uh, that's it this week we're signing off it is <laughs> i'm off to work <laughs> Oh, don't. I'm not, unfortunately. <laughs> right, as always, you can rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And please, 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 Georgia and I say this every week. But if you do know anybody that's not listening to the podcast that you think um, will love it, then just give them a little nudge. Send it over. Send over a link to them and let's get more people listening. Yeah, definitely. And please um, do, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Made by Mummers, And you can drop us a message on there or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. Um, and yeah, we're back on Tuesday with another great chat. So we'll see you then. See you then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now, and if you want any more information about coronavirus, 
Go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.